Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Lovely Rita, meet a maid. Nothing can come between us. When it gets dark, I tow your heart away. Standing by a parking meter. And everybody wondering what is up with Nikki Haley tonight. You were all with me yesterday when the results were coming in on the New Hampshire primary. And already a lot of people are saying, if you look at some of the results, and now we've been able to get a better look at some of the results and some of the issues, it is easy to see that so many independents or, quote, undeclared or those who may have been Democrats trying to kind of jimmy the system, if you will, and vote for Haley to go up against Trump, that, yeah, it was effective. She did come fairly close to him, but it's clear that he won by double digits. And if you look at the numbers, he did handily well with Republican voters. So tonight, everybody, what do you think Nikki Haley should do? There's a huge debate out there from some people who are saying it's time for her to get out of the race. Uh, that she has big backers like people like Reid Hoffman, the guy from LinkedIn. There's reports that's the guy who is a big Democratic donor who gave, they believe, at least a quarter of a million dollars to Nikki Haley+. Plus. She's also looking at buying a whole bunch of big ad buys, apparently, in South Carolina. So short term, it doesn't look like she's going anywhere. But what's the objective of her staying in? Because today there are also reports that some big money donors, and we're talking about the GOP ones, that the GOP ones are saying, you know what, it is time for you to call it quits. Earlier tonight on Cats and Cosby, John Katzmatidis and I were talking about it, and John played the old Kenny Rogers song, No When to Hold Them, No When to Fold Them, The Gambler. And he believes it's time for Nikki Haley to fold it in. For the good of the party, for the good of the country, and also for the sake of her donors, because you're just sort of throwing money down an empty hole. So tonight, what do you think is the objective for Nikki Haley? Do you think she should get out? Or are you one of the folks who thinks out there that she has a right to sort of stay in the race, see where it goes? My thoughts are that she should either get out now or, if not, At Super Tuesday. I think she's sort of waiting to see, okay, she's got South Carolina. That's sort of the next biggie. That's February 24th. And then you have March 5th, which is Super Tuesday. So maybe she's thinking in her mind, maybe some Super Tuesday state may turn around. Maybe her home state. Maybe it's just one big mirage that in some of the latest polls, I was talking with pollster John McLaughlin a little bit ago, and in some of the polls, she's down Close to 35, 40 points. I mean, that's not a tight race in her own home state. That is an embarrassment. Remember when Al Gore lost Tennessee in the election? That was not a good sign or a good look for then Vice President Al Gore when he was running. How did that work out for him? Not very well. And that's why a lot of people are saying that any goodwill that Nikki Haley had or has is diminishing because the longer she stays in this race 
And the longer she knows that she is a thorn in Trump's side, and that seems to be the only objective of some of her backers. Some of them, I think, have genuine interests. Others just want to get Trump and want to have a thorn in Trump's side and just want to be like like an itch in Trump's leg, you know, bothering them. You know, so there's a lot of different objectives here. What do you think is the right time for her to get out? Or do you think she should just keep going until the money runs dry? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. I personally think it is time for her to call it quits. I think, yes, there's obviously a lot of people out there saying, well, what if, what if this happens with Trump? What if this happens? What if the, look at all the things that have been thrown at him. 91 counts and he is still standing. Every time he gets indicted, he goes up in the polls. And unless the trajectory changes, I don't see any path forward for Nikki Haley. I just see a lot of damage already being done to the GOP. And I think if the Republican Party wants to run effectively, against President Joe Biden and the big money that Joe Biden has in store. There's a report that he has like a $200 million ad buy that he's planning. That's a whopping number, $200 million, because they know the stakes are so high. And God forbid they lose the White House. They will do, I think, anything to keep it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. So here is President Trump last night after he declared victory in New Hampshire. And yeah, he said, why is Haley still here? We had an unbelievable week last week in Iowa. We set a record. It was the best in the history of the caucus, in the history. And uh, I remember I sort of had the same feeling. I'm up and I'm watching. And I said, she's taking a victory lap. And we, we beat her so badly. She was. But Ron beat her also. You know, Ron came in second and he left. She came in third and she's still hanging around. That was a classic line. And it is true. If you look at some of the exit polls and even this moment, you got to hear this one. Uh, This is a Democratic voter who is on CNN. And listen to what they say. They don't say it's a choice between Trump and Haley when they were going to the voting booth. This just shows how this open voting system is rife for manipulation, if you will, for people to kind of come in and say, well, yeah, maybe I'm not a Republican voter or even planning to vote for a Republican, but I just want to kind of mess with the Republican process. This is a Democratic voter, again, on CNN, uh, who says that they voted in the primary yesterday in New Hampshire, but that they have no intention of voting for Haley after the primary, that they just did it, and that eventually they will vote for Biden. Listen to this candor from this voter. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, It's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. See, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden after this. No matter what Nikki Haley does, in other words, I know I can take advantage of the open voting process in New Hampshire. And if you look at the results, 70% of those, quote, undeclared 
are the ones who voted for Nikki Haley. The reverse was true for President Trump. He had 70 percent of the Republican votes. What does that say to you? It says that they're trying to manipulate the system. And this guy afterwards doesn't plan on even voting for Nikki Haley. He was very honest. He said, no, I'm going to vote for Biden after that. I'm just doing this kind of one-off here just to kind of mess with the process, essentially. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Sandra, line three. Sandra, your thoughts about all of this? Well, I, I think this is a, a Democratic method to undermine Trump. But I really want to know, Rita, regarding Nikki Haley, what are her real true motives? Does she want to really hurt Trump? Does she really want to be president or does she want to make money? I don't know. Do you make money when you get all these donors helping? I mean, how does that, how do you get rich from this? If you do, I don't know. So I just want to know what's her real motive here. Why is she doing this to Donald Trump? To me, it's so hurtful and wrong and, um, what do you think? Why do you think she's doing this? Yeah, I think you asked some great questions there, Sandra. I think, first off, um, I do think at a certain point it is wrong. And and listen, Trump has played on this very well by saying she worked for me. And also DeSantis would never have even been elected governor the first time if it wasn't for Trump. It was after Trump's endorsement that he skyrocketed. He was down in the polls before Trump endorsed him. He was like a no-name guy there and suddenly catapulted. So Trump has highlighted the fact that they both sort of are, quote, disloyal in his words. And I think that that's been effective with voters. I think, first off, she doesn't necessarily make money now, but she could make more money afterwards. Her profile has certainly catapulted. Maybe she makes more money on speeches. She was making, though, quite a bit of money on speeches before this. And you could make the case that maybe some groups don't want to have her now, uh, that maybe she's hurt herself where maybe she won't make that much money. I think in many ways, maybe she went in with good intentions and said, hey, I want to run. I want to try. I don't begrudge anybody for certainly trying and to see where they go. But the fact that she has been blatantly accepting money from some of these groups that are almost the equivalent of George Soros, and she knows she's getting the money from there. She's been asked about it in debates and elsewhere. And she's like, listen, when she's asked, uh, she says the other candidates are jealous that they wish they were getting money from these people, that, you know, she'll kind of take money from anybody. But there's something unseemly about that. And I think, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think if Trump or DeSantis and some of these others uh, were approached and said, hey, we'll give you $250,000 or a million bucks, uh, yeah, wink, wink, it's from this group, and everybody knew who it was, that it was sort of almost Soros-related, I don't think they would accept it. Because they would just say, I'm not going to touch that money. I'm a Republican. I'm not going to touch that money. But she accepted it. So she created the bed, and now she has to lie in that bed. And that's why I'm saying to you that that she sort of uh, crossed the line by accepting money and blatantly saying it's okay. Um, And so I think the more time she stays in, it's not going to help her with the party to ingratiate herself. I don't know if there's any, maybe she's thinking maybe there's a VP opportunity, but I think it's gotten so far past that, that VP, I think there's such bad blood between her and Trump and her and the party now uh, that I think it's gone beyond that. Real quick, Sandra, your thoughts about all this. What do you think? Well, when I was on the treadmill this morning. Good for you, by the way. I'm jealous. Good for you. That's, by the way, forget about the election. That I'm really jealous of, but go ahead. Oh, don't be jealous. I, I would take you any day. Um, anyway, so I, I'm, I had CNN on, and in big, bold print, it said, Trump is seething 
angry at Nikki for what she's doing. So he's pissed off. Yeah, he is. He is. And you could see right afterwards, he was so furious. And he was like, who's this? Why is she here? Why is she hanging around? What's she doing? And and you could make the case. I mean, you'll look at it. Ron DeSantis did come in, too, in Iowa, and he still dropped out. And if you look at the new polls that are ahead for her in her home state, uh, 30, 40 points difference between her and Trump, it is not even a contest. That would be so embarrassing. And maybe she's just praying uh, lightning's going to strike or something's going to happen. Or maybe she just says, hey, at this point, I've crossed the line. I might as well just keep going until the money dries out. I'm sure there are some really heart-to-heart discussions, though, going on behind the scenes. And who knows? Maybe these people who are backing her, who are doing it, I think, for nefarious purposes, are continuing it as long as they can, just because they want to have somebody to kind of bruise up Trump within his own party. And maybe she's more than willing to do it, which, you know, shame on her if that's the case. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, love isn't always on time. We're talking about love and politics tonight here on the Rita Cosby Show. And President Trump saying Nikki Haley got creamed last night at the New Hampshire primary. And that was probably the best chance for her to win a state. And she did not make it. This is what he said after the results came in. And then I looked at the polls. She was talking about most winnability, who's going to win. And I had one put up. I don't know if you see it, but I have one put up. We've won almost every single poll in the last three months against crooked Joe Biden. Almost every poll. And she doesn't win those polls. And she doesn't win those. This is not your typical victory speech, but let's not have somebody take a victory when she had a very bad night. She had a very bad night. And by the way, uh, some bad news coming into Nikki Haley. This just crossing. We were just talking about billionaire Reed Hoffman. And him being the big donor, that, of course, is one of the founders of LinkedIn. Very Democratic, big Biden donor. Well, there are reports now that the billionaire Reid Hoffman does not plan to give any more money to Nikki Haley after her loss in New Hampshire. That he is putting money to her on pause. And also his own plan is, of course, to continue supporting Joe Biden. He believed Haley had the best chance of beating Trump in the Republican primary. And now that he is seeing the writing on the wall that we're all seeing, he's saying, I'm not just going to throw money down an empty sieve. That's interesting. So that could be the beginning of the end of the campaign for Nikki Haley. Uh, Let's go to Alan Yonkers, line two. Al, your thoughts about all this? Yeah, hi, Rita. You know, uh, Rita, Nikki Haley should definitely get out of the race. Uh, if she stays in, she's going to be uh, beat bad uh, in the, in, in the uh, contest. You know, South Carolina has a sizable uh, amount of military retirees and veterans. 
and many are registered Republicans, and they're heavily in the Trump camp. Uh, in 2008, uh, Huckabee, uh, Governor Huckabee, learned that when he ran against McCain. McCain beat him there in 2008, uh, pretty sizable. And if Haley stays in there, she's going to have a, a larger defeat from uh, President Trump. Yeah, I agree. And I think that what a way to go out. And and listen, to her credit, Al, I mean, she was a good governor. Uh, she did a good job from all accounts as the U.N. ambassador. It just this wasn't her time. Uh, to run. And I think what a sad way that would be to go out getting clobbered in your own home state. Don't you agree? I mean, I think you either get out before it or you have to wait quite a bit after it till after the battering happens. Yes, I agree totally. I mean, I do really feel that if she does stay in, uh, it's going to be a pretty large, uh, you know, landslide. Yeah, I think so, too. Al, thank you very much. Let's go to George in New York City. Line one. Uh, George, what do you think? Hi, thank you for taking the call, by the way. Uh, I think that Nikki Haley, uh, because she did, you know, uh, 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 win according to some polls by 10% thereabouts. No, right? she didn't. Versus, no, 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 versus, uh, I'm not talking about versus Trump, versus Biden, if uh, she oh, ran yes. against Biden. Yep, in the general. Uh, yep. Right. Right. And then, therefore, that has encouraged her to stay on, you know, to continue uh, the battle against Trump. Also, uh, she is under the impression that somehow Trump uh, might not be able to run uh, uh, in view of all these uh, legal actions against him and so forth. You know, that's an interesting point. And by the way, uh, I think no matter what happens to him legally, he seems to keep going up in the polls. But, George, I think you're right. I think she's thinking maybe if I can hang in a little longer, but she can if the money dries out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And this Back the Blue segment is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, a very powerful story coming from Ashland, Ohio. In an emergency where every second counts emerged a hero, 23-year-old Ashland police officer, a rookie there, Soren Osika, who swiftly administered CPR to save the life of a three-year-old girl who was unresponsive and not breathing after getting hit on her head. The Ashland Police Department said dispatchers sent police to a home at approximately 9 p.m. for an open line 911 call with a woman screaming in the background. Officers arrived to a mother rushing toward them, carrying her unresponsive three-year-old girl who was not breathing 
after falling and hitting her head. The officers immediately began life-saving efforts by administering CPR to the child. They said without hesitation, Officer Osika began CPR to provide essential circulation and oxygen needed to sustain her life. The girl began to breathe on her own within seconds, the police said. But then suddenly she abruptly stopped breathing once more. Officer Osika continued to give CPR until she began to breathe again and became responsive. Officers cared for the girl and then carried her to the ambulance when EMS arrived and took her quickly to the hospital. Thankfully and incredibly, the girl has since fully recovered and is back home. And the police department said the selfless actions of public safety personnel often go unnoticed. This incident is a shining example of the compassion, poise, and dedication of the officers of the Ashland Police Division there in Ohio. Officer Osika's heroic actions remind us of law enforcement's invaluable role in our communities. And what a beautiful and powerful story about the testament to being there in the right time, the right training, and also the heart of our great men and women in blue. Well, President Trump had a big night last night, of course, in New Hampshire at the New Hampshire primary. Uh, You were with me when it was all happening live. Uh, What a night it was to share it with all of you. And here's a little bit of the crowd chanting USA to President Trump. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Whoa. And then President Trump quickly said, hey, let's look at the numbers. Let's look at the results. It is clearly uh, these undeclared and many Democrats who voted for Nikki Haley or those former Democrats to basically infiltrate the vote, if you could, which is legal. It's allowed in New Hampshire, but it opens the process to a lot of questions. And he said he also blamed the current governor of New Hampshire, Chris Sununu, who was backing Haley. So right away, he said, look at where her votes came from. And I still beat her. The other thing, she only got 25 percent of the Republican votes. I don't know if you saw that. Tremendous numbers of independents came out because in this state, because you have a governor that doesn't frankly know what the hell he's doing in this state, in the Republican primary... They accept Democrats to vote. In fact, I think they had 4,000 Democrats Democrats before October 6th. They already voted. Now, they're only voting because they want to make me look as bad as possible. Because if you remember, we won in 2016. And if you really remember, and if you want to play it straight, we also won in 2020. By more. And we did much better in 2020 than we did in 2016. But as they said, we lost by a whisker, just by a whisker. So where is the race headed? And now with this new news that I was just telling you that just crossed the wires, that Reed Hoffman, who again, big Democratic donor, big mega donor, billionaire, one of the founders of LinkedIn, that And he was one of the big early donors for her. He gave about a quarter of a million dollars. Now he is telling sources that he is pausing his funding for Nikki Haley after her New Hampshire loss 
to Trump. I could have told him to save the money before. It wasn't going to happen. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Pamela, line two. Pamela, your thoughts about this. Good evening. Uh, When you act as a Democratic operative, in the end, neither side will like you because neither side likes traitors. So now it's proven they're starting to pull their money because it didn't work. And and you know what? Also, it got exposed too, uh, Pamela. And I think the fact that Nikki Haley blatantly said, "Yeah, you know, I got the money from there. I'll take money from anybody." Um, I think when you're in, especially a Republican, you know, primary, and the fact that somebody who is like ultra left suddenly gives huge money, and a couple people too giving huge money, and those are your primary backers. There's something unseemly about it, don't you? And, and I agree. Sort of karma comes back to you, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. Because just like uh, in, in a war, if you're a trader, in the end, the side that you're trading with, being a trader for, they don't give a darn about you because they know what you are. Yeah, and it's and now it is for the whole world to see. Pamela, thank you very much. Great perspective. Let's go to Bob, line one in Manorville. Bob, your thoughts. Hey, hi, Rita. How are you? Um, Yeah, I feel that Nikki Haley is just pathetic at this point. You know, I feel that she really has nothing to fall back on. Like like, um, um, uh, DeSantis, he's still governor, and and Tim Scott, he's still senator. She's got nothing. So once this, you know, once she's out after South Carolina, she's just going to fade away. You know what I'm saying? So she's trying to hang on as long as she can because she's, you know, People are following. She's in the limelight still, and and that's it. But she she shouldn't be taking all these you know all these contributors' money like that. You know, it's and she's wasting wasting everyone's money. Yeah, she's wasting that's money, and and it's sort of yeah. to me, it's it's dirty money. You know, there's something unseemly if you know if suddenly somebody said, hey, by the way, and she go, oh, I didn't know that, and now that I found it out, I'm returning the money. No, she doesn't say that. She in the debates. I mean, she famously said. They're just jealous because I'm getting more money than they are. Uh, And she doesn't seem to care where the money comes from. Well, I think at the end of the day, you do have to care where the money comes from, especially when you're running in a Republican primary. I mean, so so I actually think uh, this is really bad. And I think the longer she stays in, the more she kind of uh, distances herself from the party and, and doesn't ingratiate herself with the party. I think she is, if if she wants to sort of stay as a Republican, if, she, if her goal is to switch parties and run as a Democrat or an independent, maybe that's what this is all about. Maybe she's already said, I've crossed the line. What the heck? Uh, but for somebody who touts herself still as a Republican, she was asked the other day, Bob, would you accept a no labels? Now, no labels is this group that claims that they are sort of, un, you know, uh, bipartisan, even though they're clearly never Trumpers. So they they have agendas. It's obvious, you know. But um, she said, no, 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 I wouldn't take that because I am a Republican. I'm only going to run in the Republican. So if your goal is to still stay as a member of the Republican Party, don't you think you would have at some point said, OK, no more? Uh, Do you think she's already crossed that line, though? Do you believe already she has gone to that point, Bob? Or do you think that, you know, all's fair in love and war and eventually she'll get back in the fold and it's just nasty now? What do you think? Uh, I I actually think that uh, she crossed the line and, and, and that's how I feel. 
Yeah, I do too. No, I, I think so too. I think, you know, maybe a few, uh, like a week or so ago, it would have been different, but now it's like, I'm still in it too bad, Definitely. you know, and, and if she pulls out, it's not her choice. It's because she ran out of cash, you know? Right. It's not for yep. the, it's not for the integrity reasons and the moral reasons and all those other things. Bob, thanks so much. Let's go to Steve in Brooklyn. Steve, your thoughts. Yes. Um, I think it's safe to say that Nikki Haley Whatever she was to begin with, she's now suffering from the vanity of irrelevancy. And it's a pretty pathetic thing when a person doesn't see the bigger motions of life. She's long overdue from retirement, and she's being as petty in a way as, um, well, uh, who, who, I'm drawing a blank. Um, Who are you thinking of? uh, The woman that's always attacking Trump, uh, the daughter of, uh, what's his name? Oh, John McCain? No, 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 no. no. Um, she, she, she's permanently the foe of uh, of Trump. Oh God! Oh, I got to uh, think. I'm, the, I'm the trying Bush to think of who. I was, the, oh. She was in the Bush administration. Okay, it'll come to me too. I, I thought you were talking about uh, Meghan McCain because she's not no, a big no, Trump no, no, fan. No, no, um, Because obviously her father and Trump have certainly yeah. had been at no, odds. No, Nikki Haley should have. She's she's not read the uh, the the writing on the wall soon enough, and it's just wasting money. It's a distraction to the public. The public, in its wisdom, has said, all right, enough of of her vanity. Um, uh, By the way, everybody touted her being at the United Nations as a big virtue. I don't think so. The United Nations is as corrupt as could be. Yeah, it is. Although, to her credit, she was kind of fighting with the United Nations. I don't know how effective she was. But she was. But to her credit, she she didn't toe the U.N. line because she was representing President Trump. And at that point, she claimed to have the same values he did. Um, So I know that she did, you know, buck them quite a bit in the U.N. Um, But it's hard uh, when, as you see what's going on in the U.N. I mean, the U.N. secretary general the other day was sitting there condemning Israel. I'm waiting for him to condemn Hamas. Somehow he hasn't gotten around to that yet. Uh, But but I do think it has hurt what I think was a very sort of storied career. Um, And who knows? Who knows what's going on behind the scenes? Maybe some things are being worked out and she says, I'm leaving. Uh, Maybe she says, I want to be part of the cabinet. Or maybe she's gone with the Republican Party forever. Who knows? Maybe she'll work for Reed Hoffman. Who knows? With all these options. Let's go to Joaquin, line one. What do you think, Joaquin? Hey, Rita, you hey. got no when to hold them, <laughs> no when to fold them, no when to walk away, no when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough to count you when the dealing's done. I hope that Nikki Haley stays in to run in South Carolina and seriously gets her butt whooped. But what a, what an ending that would be, by the way. And I agree with you. Uh, listen, Kenny Rogers did have the best advice there, Joaquin. So you are correct. I think uh, she should be listening to it and like a good gambler should be saying, OK, you know what? Uh, this hand isn't working now in 2024. Maybe it's not my time. And I think if she wants to have a career in politics and somehow try to salvage uh, some of this stuff that's been going on, the sort of Reed Hoffman money and the other stuff, uh, I think she better hurry up and make a decision because I think the longer it goes and if it gets even nastier, um, I, I just see it it's so destructive, A, to the Republican Party. And I think it's more and more destructive to her future, don't you? What are your thoughts about what's ahead for her? What do you think she'll do next, Joaquin? I really don't know. And I'm going to tell you the truth, Rita. 
it's not that I don't dislike her as a person. And my by the way, I don't either. I've met her. I actually, I find I her know, a very nice person, Joaquin. The, the problem is, is though, her politics now have become so globalist agenda. And there were only three guys there that was, you know, Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy that were anti-globalist and were America first, you know, MAGA. And I'm sorry, any Republican that just is not taking that stance now, we have to find a way to primary them and get, get them out because they're, they're part of the problem that's destroying the country. Yeah, and they. I, they I, by the way, when you look at, at or at least understand why people are caring for Make America Great Again, that's the other thing, too. Like, you know, they seem to think a number of these folks think MAGA is a bad thing. I, I, I can't imagine. Why would someone saying Make America Great Again, caring about borders, caring about this country— uh, protecting our country. To me, those are great values. Those are values you should be looking up to, not trying to splinter. And I agree. I think this division within the Republican Party is so destructive, not just for the Republican Party, but for America. Um, and it's like two different worlds. And and look at the on the flip side, you look at the Democrats, Joaquin, the Democrats, they vote in lockstep. Even if they are on different sort of sides of the aisle, somehow they kind of all come together. Um, and yet, For some reason, these other ones uh, and some of these, quote, rhinos, if you will, are steadfast and they don't they seem to look down at MAGA and they seem to not understand that the party is different. The Republican Party is different because of Trump now. I mean, you see, he has really appealed to sort of the everyday American and to people who are really deeply patriotic, love this country, care about borders, care about securing the homeland. To me, uh, those are those are those are great people. There's nothing to be looking down on. Your thoughts about where this is headed real quick. Okay. Well, the whole thing is this. It hit me today. You know, it's, it's, of course, I, I do like Donald Trump. I mean, I've, 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 I've heard of him over the years, you know, cause I lived in New York and he actually was America first for, for decades. And when he, Ross Perot was out there, you know, he left the Ross Perot party because uh, David Duke joined it. Okay. So he was always pro America. But the thing of it is, is the reason I really love Donald Trump is because, you see, he's the first guy who actually went out there and he went all, you know, America first, all the way from closing borders to energy independence, you know, and he really gave us something that nobody else ever did until COVID hit. And I might blame him for some of the things he did during COVID, you know, but that was kind of like the, the, the train in the tunnel with the lights coming at you. And everybody got it wrong. And even Ron DeSantis in the beginning, he shut Florida down for a couple of weeks also. And then he came to his senses, you know, and he decided to go, you know, to buck, you know, what everybody was doing. Absolutely. And I, and listen, I agree with you on the COVID stuff. And I can tell you, as somebody who has known, I have known President Trump for decades. Uh, he's the same guy. This is the same person that he has always been. Um, you know, uh, you know, maybe people say, oh, he's a little rough around the edges. At least you know where he stands. Um, and he is one of those people, he's out there, he's not, uh, you know, a politician who says one thing and then does another, and he clearly loves this country, loves America, loves the troops, and I agree with you, during COVID, there were a lot of people who got a lot of things wrong, and people were giving different advice, it was a a once-in-a-lifetime, you know, virus that was hitting at that moment, and I don't think anybody expected, I don't know of a single country that did a good job during then, because how could they? It took everybody by surprise. But before that, uh, the economy was roaring and so many things were roaring. And that's why when I hear like Biden say, well, you know, X jobs were lost and we brought X back. Well, every country brought jobs back because every country was shut down during COVID. 
That's such a false number when I hear Biden trying to take credit for bringing the country back. The world was coming back. He just got lucky that he came in at that moment and not the other. 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. This is The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And coming up in the next hour here on the Rita Cosby Show, we'll be taking more of your calls about Trump, Nikki Haley, and more. And also the media, again, cutting off President Trump during a victory speech when he starts talking about the border and immigration saying, uh, you know, his rhetoric is dangerous. Dangerous? What about an open border? That's dangerous. We're going to talk about that and so much more. Also, you're not going to believe it, but a suburb of Chicago, which is dealing with a lot of migrants, is asking people in this very wealthy suburb, well, since you got a big home, would you mind taking in some migrants? Maybe that's where they should go. Uh, Really? Uh, That is one for the record books. Is that what we are resorting to? Would you like a migrant in your home who hasn't been vetted? 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. By the way, let's go to John in Queens. Uh, John, I understand you want to talk about Carrie Lake. Go ahead. Yes. uh, First, if you you allow me, there was uh, something I wanted to point out about Hochul. And that is Hochul right now, if she doesn't like your political rhetoric, um, Rita, what she can do is she can hide in a, in a van across the street from where you are with a couple of cops. And if she sees you sneeze, she can run out, run out and point a finger at you and say, you have a virus. The cops can take you, throw you in the van and she can quarantine you for an unlimited amount of time. This is called rule number 2.13. By the way, I guess, yeah, there, that is a scary premise, and I've heard about that, and you're right. It is a very scary premise, especially as we were just talking about COVID. Um, and, John, yeah. we just have a minute, but go. I want to make sure we get to your Carrie Lake comment, too. Okay. Carrie Lake was, uh, they tried to bribe her, some Democrat official tried to bribe her, and she got it all on tape. And it's actually, I, actually, I think it's a Republican Arizona official, and I think he has now been forced out, if I've uh, heard correctly. Really? Yes, as he should. Uh, By the way, if that is correct, I heard that recording, John, where yeah. um, and the allegation in the recording, I encourage everybody to hear it because it sounds like he's trying to bribe her not to run. And if you listen, Carrie Lake says, no, I'm staying in. And he said, listen, there's people with big money, but I'm, no, she's like, I don't, it doesn't matter what kind of money you're offering me. I'm, I don't want it. I'm staying in because I care about this country. And when I heard it, I said, good for Carrie Lake. She stood strong and she was clear. And if indeed this recording's true, it's good the guy's out. <laughs> 